There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome. Today we're talking about sex. We haven't done a sex episode in a while, so I'm very excited. Um, we've received like a billion questions about sex, so this may or may not be a three-hour episode. We'll just have to see. And let's just jump right into this very first question that we have here, which is, let me bring that up. So Flex, if you could time travel and you could interact with your future or your past self, would you have sex with yourself and would you give yourself a nut? <laughs> this question I just I feel like I'm not getting it because is it implying Why? that I want to root myself yeah like would you have sex with yourself no but I wouldn't <gasps> have sex with most people <laughs> <laughs> but not yourself no like I want to be myself's friend I want to raise a oh kid my God, with that's myself so wholesome you are so <laughs> we're like, literally the I opposite I want to go rob a bank with myself <laughs> Like, the basis of sex is not just, like, me thinking that I'm cute. It's like, would I even be sexually compatible with myself? Yeah, you don't think you would? Well, we talked about it in the last sex episode where I feel like you need two selfish people to have sex, two selfless people to have sex, or, like, to have, like, really fun sex. Kind Mm. of one selfish and one selfless person. But then also, I'm kind of like, I've never had sex with a girl before, and, like, the theory of getting myself off versus me getting my other self off would be different, right? No, I think like you already know Whoa. what you like. You know what I mean? Like, you know what you like, so you can just deliver. And then you experience, you both experience pleasure, but you also experience yourself getting pleasure. It's just a what double What is whammy. the benefit of that? I'm trying to understand. Of all the things I could do if I could go back in time... <laughs> like just root myself it just sounds boring that's the first i wouldn't go back in time because (laughs) back in time i'd be young and i'm not attracted to kitties i'd go have sex with my future self for sure you know what i mean like i'd go see myself 10 years from now like five years from now don't you want to see what yourself has been up to like how's it been (laughs) what are you going through are you still wasting your time like have you matured? Yeah, we can do that after. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> no, we can do that after we finish the essentials. Wow. Like, I would want to suck my wild. own titties. That's so Would you awesome. not? Uh, I mean, I already do now. I can definitely suck my own tit now. Oh, my God. That's, wow, a dream. Yeah. I have the smallest Small titty king, so I understand. <laughs> I know, I can't relate. This is such an interesting question and I don't I won't say it's my favorite question I've been asked, but it made for good I mean, what do the answers say? There aren't like answers to it. No, like what 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 does how somebody responds say what they think about themselves or sex? 
I guess you could say a lot of things. It's just like your relationship with your sexuality. It also just depends on whether you're straight or not, which isn't, I didn't consider that. Yeah. So I think the <laughs> fact think that we, you're straight. We talked about it before. I was like, I'm not, I'm not queer. Like, I don't want to root myself. But yeah. I can think myself is cute. But I think a lot of people are cute that I don't want to root. Yeah. I feel that. I also think I don't understand the concept of women being straight. <laughs> which is which is another conversation but I don't like why are you straight look imagine if we could figure it out honestly okay yeah let's move on to this to our next question oh here's a fun one say you're dating a man this one is for black women or mostly black women so say you're dating a man and you go on five dates and now it's time to go home and what do you do <laughs> Oh, at what point do you pull <laughs> off your wig? Before or after sex? Mind Lol. you, you didn't know tonight was the night, so one thing just leads to another, and now you're here, and he's only ever seen you with your wig on. What Lol. do you do? <laughs> it's so interesting because I used to wear wigs quite often. Mm. And there are a multitude of reasons why I stopped. Number one... I felt like my hair was always a topic of conversation, which I didn't like. Very, like, gawky, like, people were making it kind of like a sensationalizing it. Too many questions about the hair. Two, mm. I don't like upkeep of, you know, having a, like a wig. If you're going to get an expensive wig, you need to treat it well. And three, the more I wore a wig, the more insecure I was about my natural hair. And the state mm. that it was in. And for wig wearers, you know, there are very few times where the hair under your wig and how you've kept it is looking as pristine as possible. If, yeah. you're, a, if you're a regular wig wearer, you'll pay more attention to what your wig's looking like than your natural hair sitting underneath it. And mm. I used to get, when when I was in peak wig stage though, I was in a long-term relationship. So I was less fussed about, like he had already seen all of like how my hair could look in every stage. But when I got out of that relationship and I was rooting, I became really paranoid about the wig thing. Like, am I supposed oh. to just disclose that I'm wearing a wig? Because obviously if you're not, um, if you're just not well acquainted with black and African culture, then you're going to be like, what's wrong with you? And then you have a yeah, conversation like, about why wigs you- and the politics <laughs> of hair and why are you telling me and so on and so forth. But for the first few, like, times I was rooting someone new and wearing a wig, I would just make sure that shit was clipped tight yes strapped literally like (laughs) bobby pinned it wasn't moving if i was paranoid about like them touching my hair just do the the duck and the duck and bob yeah (laughs) where you pull it forward yeah you know what i mean you just hold it forward (laughs) (laughs) or if you're feeling really bold you take it off and you acknowledge it before it's acknowledged because, like, the thing about being uncomfortable at all during sex, somebody can tell. Even yeah. the most selfish person can tell that you're uncomfortable with yourself, with your body, yeah. with the lights on, off, the sex acts you're doing. And, of course, if you're here you talking on the front it. of your hair, <laughs> they're going to know. So I would say if you're an avid wig wearer and you know you're not going to not be one, then you need to talk, like, indirectly or directly about the fact that you wear wigs. So it's... How do you do that with white men? Oh, I do I that just, all the time. 
do they get it? Like, how do they? Well, I think I because just extensions and the conversation about putting in clip-ons and stuff, that's obvious. Like, I feel like a lot of men, you know, regardless of your race or the race of the women you've dated, have been acquainted with a clip-in. So a wig is just the next step. I feel as though you have to be nonchalant about it because in theory it is nonchalant. It's just a way to accessorize. (laughs) It's the fact that we're paranoid about it and we're paranoid about the response we'll have to it is a Mm. whole nother problem. I also think, yeah, like if you're you're insecure about somebody being, because usually I feel like the conversations I've had with my friends who wear wigs, it's they're less, they're insecure about their natural hair or they're insecure about the transition from looking like this, you know, this goddess like with wavy hair, you know, yeah. to having, you know, the jail braids in. So yeah. you've got to unpack that with yourself. But I feel like the easiest way to do it and the way I've done it has been nonchalant about it. Reference wigs. Like, I'm just looking for a new wig. I'm going to buy a new wig. They'll be like, oh, you wear wigs? Yeah, this picture's a wig. That picture's a wig. Oh, what's your hair look like underneath? Send them a picture. It's no biggie. The quicker you get it done and, like, just do it virtually if you're not comfortable doing it in the flesh, that'll yeah. prepare you for it. If it's a one night stand, then just no. The Keep person your wig said, on. Did the person say five or six times? Is that what I heard? Yeah, it's date five. Oh, you you been yeah. It's time. Tell them about the wig. Yeah, the longer you go without tell. I mean, I'm an avid wig wig wearer, but I think because my boyfriend is black. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a problem for me. It was just like the first time he slept over. I was just like, I just took it off. It, it wasn't even a conversation. Mm. Yeah, so I haven't, I just, I've struggled with white guys because I just feel, even when I have braids, this one guy once pulled my braid out and I just wanted to jump out the window and die. Um, (laughs) Because I just know, he culturally didn't understand. Like, I just know I was like his first black girl. Yeah. So I just wanted to die. But with black guys, listen, bonnet on, mm-hmm. wig on, jail braids, bald head. I've done it all. Mm. Also, like my boyfriend at this point has seen me in every state imaginable. <laughs> um, and he still eats this pussy like groceries. Period. So listen, men really don't. I feel like when a guy is horny, yeah. like as soon as a guy's dick is hard, <laughs> They actually stop thinking. Like They're I don't you to think mind they your even, own business. <laughs> literally, I don't think guys can be hard and think at the same time. So he probably won't even notice your wig. Like if you just slickly take it off while he's eating you out, will he notice? <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it, fam. Yeah. Or this might be a reminder for you to start taking care of the natural hair underneath. So if you have to mm. drop the wig. You know, and just do the braids. The braids are slick. You know what yeah. I mean? That You know, did you do a little something to the edges? <laughs> There's yeah, nothing to worry yeah. about. <laughs> we have a question here that gave me anxiety. So this girl says, my boyfriend took his phone and put on porn when we were having sex, doggy mm. style, literally behind my back. I felt inadequate and unsexy and basically stopped when I realized. Mm. Did I overreact? I know he watches porn and I do too sometimes. I just felt like in that moment I wasn't enough and he snuck it in for him only. Mm. So to clarify, they were doing doggy. Yeah. And then he got his phone and rested it on her back so he could watch (laughs) porn 
while penetrating her. Basically, yeah. That's bold. That throw the whole man there away. There are so many levels of like comfort you would need to be at. Almost like comfort, lack of Mm-mm. consideration, and just Fam. like complete selfishness. In what world? <laughs> In you know what I would world? shoot him? Hey, give me his at so I can send a nuke to his house right now. So what was the throw- question? Like, did she overreact? How did she react? She underreacted. She was just like, I felt inadequate and unsexy. And basically I stopped when I realized. That is yeah, an underreaction. I would is. have thrown battery acid on his dick. Hmm. Last year, 2019, was a big year for me for what I like to call sharing discomfort. I mm. feel like there are a lot of environments and circumstances where people are made to feel uncomfortable and then choose to hold that in they choose to nurse it coddle it you know raise that discomfort on its own when in reality i think it's fair that if someone's made you feel some type of way at the very least they should be made aware of that at the very least you know what i mean because secondly i'd be aggressive as fuck i'd be rude i'd be i would interrogate the shit there'd be some torture techniques but in this instance i think the very the very least you could do is ask why and put the ball in their court to justify why that person would think it's okay to do what they did and how they answer it will tell you so much more because if he's if this person or i think must you make it's a guy if the guy's saying oh well i did it because i wanted like you know i want i was feeling horny and we watch porn together and it's not a big deal like we watch it and jerk off next to each other and like so what then in that sense, you're like, okay, you're not even seeing the breadth of this, yeah. and then have a discussion there. If he's saying, "I like, I was getting, I was getting soft with you, and I need a little pick me up," then we're like, "Oh, are you thinking about me?" Yeah. Then ask him if he's considered how to make you feel, and if he, you had done the That's same, the thing. how would it have been? You know, um, yeah, how would he have it's reacted? It's just so inconsiderate. I also don't like. I honestly can't even think of a single reason that is justifiable. Like, Mm-mm. I think what I don't like about this too is the lack of consent. Like, yeah, you're just gonna do something without asking me. I think it would it would have been a whole different thing had he stopped and been like, "Listen, can we can we integrate some porn into this?" Yeah. I just hate during sex when guys just do things without asking me. Or even when guys don't check in, like you need to be checking in yeah. throughout the whole thing. Just asking me, do you like that? Do you like this? How you feel? Like, I don't know that women know that sex is supposed to be good. Like it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be pleasurable. You're supposed to feel the sexy. Like, I just think there's nothing else in this realm of existence that is fully 100% good with no side effects. Mm. All we have is sex. Like, if you eat cinnamon rolls, you might get diabetes. If you stay in bed all day, like, that's unhealthy. Like, everything else besides sex that gives you pleasure has side effects. And sex is the only thing that is just full pleasure. And that's what it's supposed to be. So... Don't expect, don't accept anything less and throw the whole man away if he's inconsiderate. Period. And also, like, in this instance, the, like, the hardest part is over. What you would have felt in that moment 
the, like the dead, like the degradation or the guilt or like the discomfort or whatever mm. is probably going, was going to hurt you a lot more than this follow-up conversation. You deserve a little bit of closure and clarity on, on what this gremlin was thinking. Literally a whole gremlin. That's um, hectic. I know that is, wow. Mm-mm. Here's a question. Is there a benefit or is it okay to have consensual sex let me say that again. Is there a benefit or is it okay to have consensual sex without desire to satisfy your partner? What do you think of that? For me, that's a no. Mm. But are there any situations that maybe I'm not thinking of? Yeah, because I feel like so much of... Okay, so the question is, is it okay to have consensual sex without desire, right? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of sex for people is an intimacy builder. Um, It's not purely sexual. It's romantic. It's to forge connection. It's to problem solve. It's all of the above. (laughs) And I know that desire and being in that certain state is also very... um, uh, What's that? It's very fluid and malleable. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So if you're, if it's consensual and you are initiating or you feel like as though you're comfortable to do so, then I think that's totally fine. Depending on the way in which you use sex in your relationship. Interesting. Because I mean. doesn't, doesn't that create an unhealthy dynamic in which you are just a tool for your boyfriend or your girlfriend's nut? No, because I know in a lot of circumstances, there are people who want to be having sex and want to feel desire, to feel desired, sorry, but don't desire because they've got a low libido or they're on antidepressants and don't want to feel like they're a pariah because they can't get to that spot themselves, but still want the intimacy and the physical connection surrounded around the sex act. Because a lot of people don't feel connected to their partner in that way, aside from being in in sex. So like you want to be able to touch and cuddle and kiss and perhaps you don't want to root, but you still want to feel connected and don't want to feel as though your partner isn't connected for you to you for that reason. So I think it's fine. Okay. So that's essential. You're not being like fucking um, forced Rape, to do yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Or guilty. Okay. The way I interpreted this question was that she doesn't want to do any of that. Like she just wants to go to bed and sleep. She doesn't want to cuddle. She doesn't want to build any intimacy. Like she just isn't in the mood, but her man is. Yeah. Okay. Do you still do? You know I what I mean? Get that. Yeah. But I, I guess mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also, it's one of those things where we don't want to get into that to like counter my point. We don't want to get into that point where you feel as though you now owe your partner yeah. intimacy. Or it shouldn't be transactional because you set a standard. But also, I feel as though if you're going to um, like change up your sexual habits, or if there's a reason why you're not sexually consistent your partner deserves that conversation i know me i always forget to tell like any partners or my boyfriend particularly that because i'm stressed or because i'm working a lot i don't want to root because rooting to Mm. me is so much more than feeling horny i feel horny all day and don't want to root because i feel sweaty because i've got work to do because i haven't slept enough because i don't want to rush these are all factors and then if i don't explain those factors then that gets internalized as she's not sexually attracted to me so also be mindful if you're going to you know re-up the way you engage in sex and you have to be really clear to your partner as to why that is yeah and don't feel any shame towards like you actually there's nothing like abnormal like i also think we frame sex as this thing that 
everyone is horny all the time and everyone should want to have sex and everyone should be geared up and revved up all all day every day and it's actually just not like that so you're you are okay if you don't have a high libido that's fine and you're okay if your relationship to sex changes over time because it's going to we actually also had an interesting question that was i don't enjoy having sex with my boyfriend what do i do well come on now what does that mean <laughs> like you're not having fun you're not getting off it hurts like i think she means she just doesn't enjoy sex but her boyfriend does and i there wasn't enough context it was a vague question so i don't know if she means that she is asexual or if she doesn't enjoy sex with her man specifically or yeah that there's so many different things that this could mean yeah i mean so okay with the lack of context that we have the question says what's the question again it's i don't enjoy sex with my boyfriend what do i do okay so let's so we would just have to interrogate that or you would have to so what do you not enjoy about sex let's go through the list is it is it you don't feel sexually desired you don't feel like you're enjoying it like it's painful it's boring um it's traumatic we've interrogated that what is the issue with your boyfriend that you cannot tell him that you're having these issues or that he cannot change his behavior or performance right. to suit you in that circumstance doesn't take feedback on very well you know i'm inexperienced i'm afraid to talk about sex with him insert blah 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 then merge yeah. the two and then we have a few solutions from there but i mean like i feel like on a foundational level we just need to say that like if you're not enjoying sex then don't have it yeah Um, you're not doing your partner any favors by you know enduring or obliging that creates a really weird dynamic which can be traumatic for both of you by the end of it where he feels as though and will lead to resentment absolutely he feels as though he might have been taking advantage of you and not knowing that you know he's enjoying this uh process in spite of you and now you're resenting him for not seeing that you're uncomfortable vice Mm. versa it all needs to be discussed Sex is yeah. far too traumatic and important if done wrong to not just be having chit chats where possible. Honestly, and a lot of these things can just be solved by conversation. I also think another factor is a lot of people, a lot more people than we like to think are asexual, which is also okay. Mm. And asexual, for anyone who doesn't know, just means that you don't experience sexual attraction. Like you can still fall in love and you can still be romantically attracted to people, but it just doesn't need to be realized sexually. And that's fine. And I think because we normalize like having high libidos and like constantly being primal and horny all the time, we neglect to realize that a lot of people just actually don't enjoy sex or just are asexual. And that's just what it is. And if that's who you are, like, be that with your chest and you'll be fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. You'll be good. Yeah. Context is always nice, but I do understand that you don't get a lot of characters in the little question boxes. So Yeah. It's not your bad. Um, We have one here, too. How do you stop having performative sex with new sexual partners? I like this question. Hmm. So she says, I just want to enjoy the orcs and the laughs, but I get swept up thinking I need to be a porn star equivalent on the first go. Let go of that. Let it go. Mm. 
I think you know what? Like, there's no such thing as good sex. Like, there's, and I mean that as far as technique. Like, you're either sexually compatible with someone or you're not, and you're either sexually confident or you're not. So, good sex is just enjoyable sex, and that's it. If you're having a good time, then you're good at sex. Well done, congratulations. <laughs> We can all go home now. Like, that's all there is to it. Hmm. <laughs> I also think that the reason why we get swept up in performing sex is because we haven't set the standard with this new partner. And mm. so if you're both going to this experience, presuming that one partner has more experience than the other, or this is how sex should go based on my past experiences, you're doing it wrong. You need to be talking about sex with people you have sex with. So when it comes right. to the act, you're not here stuck in this, oh, he's going to presume I know how to like throw it back, but I don't know how to. He's going to assume I know how to bounce that dick because, you know, he's probably watching porn <laughs> or had yeah. like, 45 kilo partners you know who are real limber <laughs> and then you know it's all these things so i feel like the lack of insecurity comes to the fact that you don't know what you're getting yourself into and he doesn't know what to expect so hmm. we mentioned this in my other in my in our other sex episode where i recommended doing like a sex quiz with the person not a yeah. physical like jump online but just ask them like okay so like what are you into Do you go down on people? You know, do you like a bit of aggression? Do you have any kinks? Um, like, can you go round? And obviously you're not like, it's not an interrogation. Like it should be, it's foreplay. It should be fun and flirty and informative. And by the end of it, you should feel well equipped that when you do have sex with this person, they know exactly what to expect. We're not going right. to do any tricks. You know what I mean? Like you might whip out a toy, but if you're expecting, you know, like porn star twirling, it's not happening. It's That's honestly, exactly what you should be doing. And also just remember that porn is not sex and sex is not porn. Like the two are very different. And don't go learning how to have sex from porn. Porn is just a supplement, but it is not an actual, like it's not an accurate representation of what sex is like. So keep Absolutely. that in mind. And in this instance, it seems like you are the one setting the standard for this. And then mm. if you set the standard, then you have to continue as you finish. There's nothing worse than like going into your first round, you know, doing tricks and then being like, I can't keep up. Yeah. But now it's not an imaginary <laughs> standard that's been set. It's a standard that I set. And now, you know, we've got problems. And that's the gag. I know. And I think in some way, like until you know exactly how to have harmonious sex, it's all a bit of a performance because you mm. do have to think. You're like, I'm thinking about how to pleasure this person in the best way possible. Do they like this? No, they're responding to that, but I don't really like it. Okay, let me just keep going for a little bit and then like, you know, move. So like Switching there's, up, yeah. you know, I don't feel like a lot of us have the skill to be completely... Um, like present when it comes to sex. If you if you're thinking or analyzing and then changing your behavior, then you are performing in some way. So it's not about eradicating performance, but if the performance is the majority of the act, then that's an issue. Mm, I like that. I like framing it that way. Um, we have one here. How do you tell your partner that he isn't doing a good job? Hmm. I think you know I think really it's about <laughs> when do you tell them? Yeah that's that's the hard thing yeah um and like like with all things it requires context like what's not doing a good job yeah. i remember talking about the reason why um like the reason 
like when this podcast started ramping up, it was because we started having conversations about sex, but the rhetoric we'd have, the rhetoric that would be in the Facebook group after these kind of episodes is all the things that men weren't doing to get women off. Like my partner isn't doing a good job because he doesn't know how to make me come. My yeah. partner isn't doing a good job because he can't read my mind and jump me when I want him to. <laughs> Don't my say partner isn't my doing mind. a good, you know, but it's shit like that. So yeah. like it takes two to tango. So if your partner isn't doing a good job, you're not doing a good job of communicating yeah period yeah like this is not we're not reading each other's minds hoping that somebody just gets it if you're not enjoying yourself the responsibility is also on you to give feedback yeah if it, then it's not working then you're not sexually compatible yeah and maybe sex between you two isn't isn't ever going to be as good as you want it to be and then you know need to learn if you can live with that but i think it's unfair because if that feedback was given the other way like if your partner was like my girlfriend's not good at sex you'd be like well, what is it that i'm not doing yeah what do i need to change i think we need to be more mature and precise when it comes to giving feedback because not good is just offensive yeah and the vast majority of people aren't out to not impress you like yeah most people that you're having sex with want you to have a good time Mm -hmm. so if you just tell someone and also a lot of it is just tact i i wonder if people are just having silent sex like are you just having sex with people and not talking throughout the act at all like what is happening exactly because sex should be conversational either before or after but especially during the act like you should be directing your partner and like being an active participant in the act because that's just like how you build intimacy here's a question this is how do you have good sex when you're doing it for the first time oh you don't um (laughs) (laughs) do you think so I think yeah. it, it actually, I think that the answer to this is the same answer as to the last question, which is bitch communicate. Yeah. But you also know? like sex is a skill. Like I feel like if you, the first, let even say the first 20 times you have sex, you're still trying to figure out what it is you're actually doing. Trying yeah. to measure up between what, what you seen, like, what you've liked, what your partner likes, how you perceive the experience versus how it actually is. It's like with all things. The first time, you know, you learn how to drive fumbly and then you get good. You could have mm. theorized how to do it before then. The first time you go into a new work environment, you're fumbly before you're not. The first time you talk to someone, it's not good. <laughs> it's weird. The first yeah. time you do everything is going to be weird. Like, I just feel like you need to just practice give it some and time. then take into consideration that once, because I feel like in order to build on your skills, you need a foundation and that foundation should be made like up of like a willingness to learn a willingness to get it wrong a willingness to be uncomfortable all these things give you like a good playing ground to then learn some new tricks learn some new skills communicate and whatever and you don't know what you want until you have sex exactly so like it's not going to be good until you're acutely aware of like this is what i like this is what i don't like and you won't know that for ages yeah ages and ages and ages it's going to take you a minute and by a minute i mean years (laughs) (laughs) I also think a lot of good sex is just detaching from outcomes and just honestly going with the flow. Like, I feel like the pressure to come or to make someone come just makes sex really, it just takes the fun out of it. Like, I feel like for me, the orgasm is secondary to the act itself. And a thing that ruins sex for me is just being with a partner who's like, 
pressuring me to come. Yeah. So if you just take the emphasis off of the orgasm and place it on the act itself, it'll just change your entire life. Like no one needs to come for sex to be good. You just mm-hmm. need to enjoy the act and be present and like don't be so much in your head. You'll be fine. Period. Period. What else have we got? Oh, this person says, how do you navigate casual sex? Which I think is super interesting because the advice Mm. that we would have given at the very first episode versus the updated um, episode we made about hookup culture will very much encapsulate how to navigate casual sex. Mm. Long story short, it's not for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, I was also going to (laughs) say. But you have to do it to know. Like I had to try my I guess it wasn't a one night stand but I had to try my fuck buddy I had to go through my fuck buddy phase to know that fuck buddies just aren't for me mm-hmm. like the way that I get attached um during sex and the expectations I have of it it just it just doesn't work for me so experiment and if you're for it then you're for it if you're not then you're not and it is what it is um, I also like this question. How do you introduce kinky sex, like whips, handcuffs, all that fun stuff after having years of vanilla sex? <laughs> I'm assuming it's with the same person or like with a different person? This is a different person. No, like are you trying to integrate oh, kinky sex yeah, with, with the person you've been having vanilla sex for with ages? For ages? Or are you the vanilla person who's trying to be kinky? Yeah, I think she's saying... She's trying to integrate it with someone she's been having sex with for ages. Yeah. Look, I feel like, and I know I we probably discussed it before in some way, most people have not yet mastered what it is to have healthy, mutually satisfactory sex with a partner. Like there are mm. still gaps in our understanding of how to be, you know, a good sexual partner. And I really feel like integrating kinks is like level two. And like, we haven't, we haven't, like, okay. We don't even understand consent. Yeah, we don't understand consent. We, I'm talking society, so if it's not, you don't get offended. We don't understand consent. There is an orgasm gap, which is so huge. With like up to 80% of women saying that they don't orgasm regularly or every time they have sex. While the majority of hetero men claim that all the girls they sleep with are orgasming. The math is not adding up. a misunderstanding of you know, how people are orgasming. There's all this misinformation about what it is to orgasm. Is it a vaginal orgasm? Is it a clitoral orgasm? It's like, if you had done your Googles, you know that your clit extends to inside your vagina Mm -hmm. and that when you are orgasming internally, you are hitting the back. So it's like all this misunderstanding, which makes me think that if you don't even know your own biology, you haven't mastered consent, communication, you know, taking on feedback, being you know enthusiastically involved and now you want to add in kinks which require the (laughs) utmost level of all of those things you're not there yet okay but what if she is like what if many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
now this Let's is someone assume, who huh? but if you're if you're there oh, yet, then you, you were, know how to you, integrate sure kinks how you know what i mean but i'm learning more every day oh my god sorry that was my google <laughs> <laughs> but that's what i'm saying if you were there yet then it wouldn't be a question of how do i integrate kinks with someone i've been vanilla with because if you were you and your vanilla man's vanilla woman's vanilla person you would be already communicating yeah you'd be already facts. providing feedback you'd be already talking about what you like what you don't like what you don't want to try what you do your fantasies your kinks your dreams your desires you would have already done that so that's what i'm saying like if it needs to be a how do i do it then isn't that logically saying that you might not be in a place to do that yet? Yeah. And let's say you I are. Get what let's you say mean. let's say you're more so like I know that I've got these fantasies that I might not have tried before, and perhaps I'm concerned that my my partner will feel like I'm I'm blindsiding him. Go back to step one. <laughs> like it needs to, it's as simple as it's a conversation. Yeah. And if you don't actually know what your kinks are, then I would suggest doing <clears throat> the BDSM test. It's a test that Bob and I did on the episode, the last sex episode we did, where you um, are given a list of questions that pertain to different levels of kinks and you answer how likely you are to want to try it or how interested you are in it or how much it turns you on. And then by the end of it, it gives you a ranking of every like popular kink there is and the percentage of how much you identify with it based on how you answered. Yeah. Um, so based on that list, maybe present that to your partner and see if they're even like kinky at all. Because <laughs> if they're 98% vanilla and you're 98% yeah. degrade <laughs> then it's not happening. And then from there, I would presume that you could be able to have, you know, a healthy, constructive conversation about it. Do you think if you're not sexually compatible with someone, is it, do you break up? Like, what do you do if you just are... I'm 98% kinky, he's 98% vanilla. What do you do from there? Do you think there's any way to meet somewhere in the middle? Or do you just accept that you're not sexually compatible and you move on? Hmm, Well, I mean, the definition of being vanilla just means that you don't require anything unconventional to get off. Not that Mm. you're not open to it, you know? And then with a kink, it just means that you are interested in something unconventional, but it's not a fetish in which you require it to get off. You know what I mean? It's just something that you might be interested in. So I feel like on the range of incompatibility, there is a lot of leeway into which what you'd be able, there's a lot of leeway for what you'd be able to consider and what you'd be like, no, this is not working out. If you're with someone who is a degradee, likes pet play, likes slave play, and you're like, want to keep a matrimonial and a missionary, then I would say there's, and like none of you are willing to compromise. And I guess like having healthy sex isn't your portion. But I feel like for the average person. Yeah. People are willing to compromise. You know what I mean? And I feel like people like feeling sexually, um, sexually wanted. And if your partner is wanting to do something with you that you're not, like you're not interested in their sexual fervor might take you over like might bring you over the line you know it's kind of like in this instance i don't have a foot fetish and i'm not particularly interested in like having anything done to my feet but if someone was getting so off on just my feet in the picture oh i'd entertain yeah because like who doesn't want to like see their partner in pleasure you know what i mean i get involved suck these toes yeah so i think (laughs) she said suck these toes (laughs) yeah it's definitely very contextual then um here's a very cute question my pussy makes a farting noise whenever (laughs) i'm about to get back shots and it's embarrassing (laughs) 
<laughs> you need to embrace all the noises, yeah. all of them. I love queefing. Like, yeah. it's just, that's when you just know he's hitting the spots, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just air. Like, let your pussy make noises. Let your pussy fart. That's it. So basically yeah. what happens in this situation is as you were like moving your legs around, like opening your legs, closing your legs, rearranging your body, the longitude and latitude is doing numbers generally air gets into your body if somebody is fingering you as they're moving in and out or like fucking you whatever there's a little bit of air that like gets trapped inside of you and so as you adjust that air gets released and it comes out like a you know a farting noise it is so chill and anybody who's had a particular or a substantial amount not even a substantial anyone who's had just sex yeah what is acquainted with it you've creeped yeah it's simple it's the same way, like, oh, you know, you woke up from sleeping and then you dribbled a little bit. It happens. Yeah, yeah. It's not a big deal. What makes it a big deal is you're not understanding what it is and why it happens and then internalizing that as insecurity. It doesn't need to yeah. be insecurity. It's not completely the most normal thing in the world. And this goes back to my original point of the fact that if you don't understand your biology, I'm not talk- we don't have to be like PhD fucking scientists, but just on a very fundamental level, if you're not really sure of what your body is doing, then it concerns you that you haven't just tried to Google it. <laughs> like we're still having like is square Flex, what a drag. <laughs> Do you know what I mean though? Because like I would find that if I thought there was something wrong with me, yeah, I would just actually Google very it. True. Like times in which you're like, should I really be having this much discharge? Hmm. Yeah. Should it hurt yeah. when I pee? Hmm. Like oh, I get tingles in my vagina lips. What does that mean? Like these are all things where before, like instead of internalizing this for how many years, you could just Google it that's so real <laughs> because then you just make insecurities out of things that are like completely normal. that are so insignificant um i'm sorry to hurt feelings but at this yeah point, that one like, no feelings i prefer you for, like, i prefer you not to be insecure of <laughs> things that just like are not are not an issue like when i i we for our last um sex q a we got quite a few questions about oh you know um i'm a girl i sleep with guys and i have a lot of stretch marks and You know, I'm just worried that, you know, this guy is going to be unattracted to me. And realistically, and she also made reference to the fact that she's bigger. If Mm. you're a bigger person and somebody has already agreed to sleep with you, they know what, they know that you're big. They're well aware (laughs) that you've got roles. Generally, big people have stretch marks. You're going to have boobs that may not be as perky as smaller ones. This is all just facts. You're not surprising anyone unless you've pulled up to the function in six, you know, different <laughs> pairs of Spanx, then maybe that's a concern. But if it's, if it's about like the way your body just naturally exists, people kind of know what they're getting into. Yeah. With most people of these know. <laughs> like you're not like, having okay. sex with Stevie Wonder. Like niggas know what it is. You will be. And also like, you have to remember that if you, someone has agreed to have sex with you, it means they want to have sex with you. Yeah. You really have to remember that anyone is, especially men, are just over the moon that there's a naked woman in <laughs> front of them who they're attracted to, who is consenting to this act. Like, they are too flattered to be caring about your stretch marks. Yeah. Relax. Mm-hmm. If they're having sex with you, it's because they think you're attractive. That's it. And this, and also I'm not going to minimize anyone's experience of, because we got, did get a lot of messages like, oh, somebody said to me during sex that they're unattracted to me because of my stretch marks. Somebody said, 
threw him totally in the understand. bin. But in this instance, like, we can't be carrying all our baggage into every encounter that we have. Yeah. If someone shows you who they are, believe mm -hmm. them. Mm hmm so assume that everyone who is having sex with you finds you attractive and therefore yeah. they're having sex with you unless they explicitly say that they don't find you attractive, in which case, throw him in the ocean and keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. Don't be afraid to throw hands. Like, <laughs> in 2020, anyone who is moving mad, anyone who disrespects you, Anyone who makes you feel like anything less than a celestial being during sex must just be thrown in the bin. You do that's, what you need to. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Um, anal sex, is it worth it? Um, I've never had anal sex before. I've had fingers, plenty of finger. Really? Uh, my yeah, no. It's not for me. Only because... If anybody knows me personally, you know, I just don't do things I don't like. I don't eat foods I don't like. I don't hang out with people I don't like. I'm just not the kind of person who's like quite agreeable. So mm. when it came to like participating in anything rectally, I was like, most of this is discomfort. And I don't know why I should endure that. When yeah, you could just eat me no out, we'd all be happy. Interesting. I've only had anal once. It was... It was, it's honestly not worth the hype. Like, I'd love to try and get my ass ate, but... You haven't had... Oh, this, we, I do know this. Yeah, get your ass ate before you go do anal. Purely oh, because that's it? enjoyable. Absolutely. Okay, my boyfriend's eating my ass out tomorrow. So I'll come back <laughs> and let you all know. Oh, that's incredible. But it is, like, that's a, a new level of intimacy. And I feel like... It's best to do that with someone that you uh, are completely secure with or someone you just don't care what they think about. That someone who, someone you don't care about what they think about you, you know? Mm. If it's anything in between, it's a lot. Because really, realistically, your whole tongue, your whole nose is going to be resting <laughs> gently next to someone's sphincter we're all not ready for that kind of interaction with someone no we're not i <laughs> i certainly am not <laughs> and so you don't have to be but anal i feel like it's a stretch for a lot of people and yeah like do look i think if everybody was prepped properly like we're doing our plugs you know, we're stretching, we're building up, not just like we met you on Monday and then you're sticking your dick in my ass on Tuesday, then sure, like I'm sure with a bit more prep and then maybe like some like clitoral stimulation, it could be a vibe. But yeah. if you're just like trying to like, you know, penetrate with no prep, then I don't really think that it's worth it. Yeah, you have to prepare. You definitely, I mean, yeah, I would give it a five out of 10. Like the first, which sounds weak. Like, what am I trying to do? Five out of ten, anything for sex. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd say the first, and that's why I've only done it once. The first five to ten seconds of it, I just felt like I was pooing, mm -hmm. and then it was like, it was nice, but it wasn't nicer than vaginal. So why yeah. am I doing this? Do you know? Mm -hmm. But I also think I'm a germaphobe, so the whole time I'm yeah. thinking about like, oh my god, what's happening? So, that goes you back know. to prep. Like, I know enough people aren't douching out here. Enough exactly. people, you know, talking about shit stains. Why aren't you wiping? Why aren't you washing? Why? You know, 
it's, again, I just don't think a lot of us have mastered the basic elements of sexual intercourse and mm. to, you know, <laughs> to graduate or to promote ourselves to new levels before we're ready is a recipe for a disaster. Yeah. But I mean, do what you want. I agree. Because no, I mean, I agree eventually, that, like, we're going to run out of basic things in the sexual repertoire and like sheer boredom will make me want to have anal. <laughs> I don't know about that, but maybe, maybe. Um, we have a question here that is, how do you introduce sex toys when your man is intimidated by them? Mm. That's an interesting one. I actually just introduced, one. yeah, it is. I introduced sex toys into our life a few months ago. And I think, yeah, I don't think my boyfriend was for it initially like i don't think he was down for the cause um but over time i feel like now he's down for it like he's he's cool like it's all good so what i just toys? think it takes time yeah what like just oh well it was just a vibrator really and i have a feeling he had because it was his first time using toys during sex like maybe it was penis envy who knows but yeah, he just wasn't for it or he just didn't like the idea of like a vibrator. Maybe he felt like it was something he had to compete with. Mm. But I think once men are faced with a vibrator, they realize that, oh, actually this this is not the same thing. Like, I think a lot of men who have never seen a vibrator or a dildo think that it serves the same function as sex when in reality it doesn't. So... Once you're in the act, that's when he should realize that actually this is not your competition and it's just an addition to the Period. pleasure we're already having. So it's fine. Um. Okay. So the question was, how do you introduce sex toys? Because the boyfriend's not into it? or Yeah, the boyfriend has penis envy, basically. Like he's okay. not fully comfortable with it. Yeah. So I think, like, for anyone who's trying to integrate sex toys into their, like, sexual intimate dynamic, first needs to not just whip it out and blindside someone. (laughs) I feel like, think about it on the opposite end. If you, as a hetero woman, was going to have sex with a hetero man, he's like, oh, actually, I bought a little pocket (laughs) pussy just to play with. (laughs) Hope you don't mind. You'll be like, well, are we, should we, like... What, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. So I think it's context that's required. I've made the mistake in the past of introducing sex toys <laughs> and not putting any context around why. And yeah. also not expressing that I've previously used them alone. So a lot of these di- a lot of these situations happen when you're bringing out a toy and these men are assuming it's to counteract something that they're not doing. Yeah. So first of all, contextualize it. Let them let your partner that you already use them, that yeah. you already enjoy them, and what you use them for. I use sex toys to come. I stopped you doing the manual nuts ages ago. Like yeah. the fingers to the clit. Nah, those were weak nuts for me. As soon as I knew you could get those premium gourmet nuts from toys, I was like, I'm not going back to those ghetto <laughs> entry level, <laughs> not mechanical. I want futuristic tech nuts. That's just my business. Um, I and I prefer not screaming. tonight if I'm not going to get a gourmet one. That's just, you know, my that's my thing. Yeah, we're, so, we're doing premium nuts in Premium nuts only. Not and ghetto so, nuts. Exactly. And I, when I had been using toys, was still aware of the 
um, the perception that if you needed a toy to come or wanted to use one, then you were just sexually um, inept. That you just didn't understand your body or, you know, something was missing or whatever. So we need to sort of take out that from the equation. Introduce the conversation to your partner. Why you use it, why you enjoy it, why you think they will enjoy it. If your partner is committed to your pleasure, they're going to enjoy seeing you be pleasured. Yeah. That's number two. Basically. Number three, I feel like the big concern, like Bobo said, is penis envy. You don't need to introduce toys look like dicks. (laughs) <laughs> like especially when you're stimulating the clit you don't need the whole six eight seven eight yeah. inches additional just get a cute little something that's like sole purpose is to stimulate a targeted area and there are a number of sex toys that don't look like dicks yeah not, like the men i know who don't like sex toys or who feel some kind of way it's because they're comparing size they're comparing girth they're mm-hmm. comparing thrust it's all too much and you would feel similarly if somebody was bringing out you know <laughs> a, a masturbation <laughs> vulva masturbation vagina and you're like well what's wrong with mine number four If you are going to introduce toys, I feel like you need to invite your partner into that act because there's nothing like if you are going to bring a toy and you're using it on yourself separate to your partner, they're going to feel a little bit ostracized by you. So what I like to do is let your partner use the toy on you and then suddenly it's we're, we're all in this act together. You don't mm. want to tap out and then just like get yourself off and then come back in. I've done that before and I can see how that would be uh like that would be that would do a number on your ego the same way if you're fucking some guy and he was like you know actually i'm just gonna jack myself off don't worry about it yeah you'd be like oh okay cool cool, yeah no problem i'm all good not insecure at all um and then number four after you've done all that when you're buying new sex toys do it with your partner like send him the links what do you think about this you know just integrate it let's invite more discussion around sex before and after you actually have sex as well exactly so it's not we don't want any surprises like you should know this shit like the back of your hand yeah don't blindside anyone that's that's Mm -mm. true it's not fun and after all of that if your partner's not keen then i don't know what to do (laughs) then yeah um i would also recommend lube i think like lube has changed my life and again even with lube I should have prefaced this. It should just be a conversation that you had be- be- that you have beforehand. Like, don't because that can just be like a oh, am I not capable of making you wet? Yeah. So just be like, I want to try this new thing out. I've heard good things. Or oh, that's how I prefaced it. Yeah. I was just like, I want to try this out. I've heard good things. Let's get into it. Yeah. That's and all it needs to be. Yeah, because again, honestly. like the conversation's like, oh, why do you need that to get wet? What do you need that for? Yeah. That's just another chance to educate. Yeah. And that's that. Uh, we have a question from someone who wants some tips on giving good head. I once talked to a guy friend about yes. the conversation of head and, and used that same conversation with anybody else I'd slept with afterwards. And I was telling, I was asking him like, what does he think good head is? Because if you ask the internet or Reddit or Cora, they'll be like, don't tickle the balls, tickle the balls. Don't look the balls, lick the balls. You don't, don't stroke with your whole hand, stroke with fingers, back and forth, just misinformation mm. or contradicting information. And he said to me, the best head is the head you're getting at the time. Mm. so like you could do as many tricks as you can and most of all just make sure that you're you're aware of 
what your technique is and why you're doing it. Yeah. So like, if you're going to jack a dick off, understand the firmness in which your partner likes it and then that is the best way to do it. Yeah. If you're going to do sloppy toppies and get the spittles going, understand if your partner even likes... Because some guys like more friction and prefer a little bit drier. Yeah. And some guys want it to feel like they're simulating penetrating a vagina yeah. and want, you know, and want that more wetness. That's it, you know. I feel like you're getting yourself into trouble trying to get other people who aren't sleeping with your partner to theorize how to please your partner. Yeah, you have to just ask. You really And if do. they don't know, then do a little tutorial with each other. Like, and that's what Bo said about the talking. It is nothing to me to be mid-head being like, is that good? Yeah, literally. <laughs> do you want also, extra lube? I don't know. <laughs> honestly, most of good sex is just confidence, especially head. Like, mm-hmm. good head is just enthusiastic head. Like, men especially you need to look at him while you're doing it you need to talk to him you need to ask him if it's going well like do you like this do you you know like ask for feedback and you will receive as long as you're not using any teeth you need to suck dick like you're wearing dentures you know what i mean like maintain eye don't maintain eye contact but look at him be confident about it Use your hands, use your tongue, you will be good. Yeah. You'll be good. Just try. I mean, like... Yeah. I also think it's very easy to default into, like, the most basic form of any sexual enjoyment when you're nervous. But it's like... If you're, like, imagine what it feels like to get, like, tentative head when somebody's, like, going down on you and they're, like, their their tongue's, like, kind of, like, on your vaginal opening and, like, it's kind of on your clip but not really and, like, they're kind of fingering you but not really. Like, that indecision is off-putting. So we're not saying to, like, ram in full force with all the energy, but what I'm saying is if you had had a conversation beforehand and confirmed, okay, he likes, you know, a firmer stroke because... He's been masturbating for ages and the light strokes don't do it. Good to know. He likes the combination of a lot of spit because X, Y, and Z, good to know. Mm. You know? There's nothing more. And then also because I feel like with a lot of... If you're trying to improve the pleasure that your partner's having, it's best that you ask them what they like so they feel like they have permission to give you feedback. Mm. A lot of people aren't comfortable with just being like, hey, that wasn't good. So if you say, hey what do you want more of so I can do that for you? Then they have a bit more of like an open forum to like, you know, actually I do like, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of a ball tickle. Yeah. You know know what I mean? I also think I used to assume that every guy just wants Jack Hammerhead, like Mm. just being a woodpecker on the dick. (laughs) (laughs) So I was tiring myself out. Yeah. Just bobbing up and down. And then I was like, this is not me. Like, this is not, not my aesthetic. Like, I'm a slow bitch. Like, I'm a slow, sensual burn. And so is my head. And once I learned to embrace that, like, I just, my head game went out the roof. You need to be yourself. Like, bring your full self to the dick. Like, if you're a jackhammer, be the best jackhammer you can be. If you're a slow burn, be a slow, sensual burn. Whatever it, whatever is your expertise, don't learn from porn. Just do what you do best and run with it, you know? There's no one formula for good head. Just, like, find your technique. Be experimental. Play with different temperatures. Give head with ice cubes. That's also fun. 
um, you know, try and deep throat, make sounds, just be experimental. Like sex is not about a destination. It's just about playfulness. And I think also don't forget to have fun because yeah. I remember very, in like my early sexual days, I was so concerned about getting it right yeah, that technique. I would like be so out of body during the experience and then forget like if I even liked it or not. Literally. <laughs> so like where you can find fun, find some enjoyment. Honestly. Yeah, I think we a lot of times we frame sex as a race when really it's a dance. Like you're not sprinting to get to the end. You don't win by doing a technique the best like this isn't capitalism it is a dance so just enjoy it mm-hmm. and you'll be fine literally let's do two more questions um let's see what we have if we have any oh this one tips on feeling self-conscious about getting head this is coming from a vagina haver mm. why would you be self-conscious about getting head like hygiene things yeah hygiene things like okay so the vagina does a ton of things you know there's a hygiene thing there's a smell thing there's an amount of hair thing there's a discharge thing there's a cum thing there's a lubricant thing there are Mm. all the things and i also think there are enough men who have been exposed to more porn vaginas than the breadth and depth oh, I see of what you vaginas. Mean. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. when, you know, the lips real petite, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything's like Caucasian. Yeah. When I remember mm-hmm. like, we'll have you know that like the insides are the same, but visually, like if you are a guy who's slept with, if you're a person who's exclusively seen like Caucasian labia, and then you come and see like a black, a black girl's labia. You're yeah. gonna be confused. You're gonna yeah. be like, "How's come? Everything so dark? What's going on?" So yeah, I do understand. I would suggest this person go and look at this thing called the labia library, and it's this. Uh, what would you call it? Like a a library of pictures of uh, vaginas to show you that they all look different. They all are different. They all look different. None of them are the same. And it might actually make you like yours a little bit better. Secondly, you're less, you'll be less insecure about your hygiene if you have good hygiene. Yeah, literally. literally. That's very simple. Yeah. Let, for a lot of people, they can do the whole like sex anytime, any place. I feel fresh. For me though, especially in summer- it. I just need to jump in a shower. You need to jump in a shower. Let's start with a clean slate and let's go. Yeah. I don't need the remnants of like, you know, uh, toilet paper balls. I need the remnants (laughs) of like discharge. I need the remnants of just being like feeling stale after having showered in the morning. And that's nighttime. That's number one. If you're worried about hair and grooming, I mean, that's a personal thing. I don't mind having hair on my vulva. You might mind having hair on yours. Whatever makes you feel more comfortable, do that. And then also, like, if you need more affirmation from your partner, then you need to ask for that also. If that's going to make you feel better knowing that your partner thinks that you taste good or you feel good or you look good, then I think in some cases you might need to ask because some people require a little bit more affirmation than others. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me I'm pretty. Oh, yeah. I'm a words of affirmation. Like words of affirmation is my love language. So Mm -hmm. even during sex, I'm like, 
talk to me. I'm like, say that again. Tell me more. Does this taste good? You know, like, mm-hmm. bitch, I'm an inter. I'm interviewing you. No, I'm not interviewing anyone. But you need to just ask for what you want and you shall receive. I'm on the Labia Library now. It's so hectic. It's such a good resource. Yeah, I have I'm never even heard of labias. it. Go on it, go on it now, go on it now. I have a question about like soul ties. Mm. I don't know if anyone actually asked this, but I just thought of this now. Do you think there's something to be said about the fact that you are transferring energies? You know, that very hotep concept. Um, that you're transferring energies when you have sex and but then people take it too far and they're like don't have casual sex because men are demons but do you think there's actually something to be said about being mindful of like who you have sex with and not having one night stands because there's a transfer of energies happening what are your thoughts on that and how does that affect your sex life Mm. Well, we definitely talked about this in what episode was it? So, in case people want the extended, yeah. oh, in our hookup culture episode, we talked about dating etiquette and soul ties oh, and all that yeah. transfer. So, go listen to that episode. But basically, after like reading up about that and doing uh, and having that episode, I definitely was more mindful about it. Now that I'm in a, a monogamous relationship I'm not concerned about transferring energies with other people, Mm. but I'm definitely more mindful about the state I'm in when I'm having sex Mm. because like animosity or like um, anger or resentment or insecurity, is just not a good, you know, it's like a shitty breeding ground for a good sexual experience. And like all your shit gets heightened, your hormones are doing a number. It's just not worth it. So I have to make sure I'm in a good mindset, but in terms of soul ties, whew, this is that one's too hefty for me to rehash it in like 30 seconds but yeah listen to that episode what are your thoughts i do i mean i think and a lot of people think this is a hotep take but i think we transfer energies all the time so just me sitting here and having this conversation with you is a transfer of energy like me sitting in the subway next to someone and exchanging words or whatever like energy is being transferred there so of course i think something as intimate as sex definitely has a transfer of energy and I also think the most powerful source of creative energy is sexual energy so absolutely and for that reason I do think we should be mindful of who we have sex with but that's because I think we just should be mindful of who we engage with in general mm-hmm. um I even like for me, the reason I'm vegan is because of the transfer of energy of like what happens when you kill an animal and where Mm. does that energy go? And is it stored into my food and then into my body and then into my psyche? So I'm just mindful of energy transfers in general. And I think that extends to sex. Mm. But I don't I think a lot of people use that argument to shame women and to slut shame them, whereas really I think it should just be used not to shame anyone, but to empower people to be mindful of who they engage with in general, mm. not just sexually, but just in general. Period. And yeah. Because I, I can definitely attest to the fact that in my earlier sexual days, I was more consistent, like I was more interested in getting my numbers up than being mm. mindful of like, is this a good person? Do right. I actually like this person? Like, what is this for? 
So, and it, it kind of sounds um, like intuitive to be mindful about who you let penetrate you or who you penetrate, but I don't think it is. <laughs> it's not, especially not with hookup culture, mm-hmm. encouraging us to have as much sex as possible. And I also think even like raw sex, like I think condoms aren't just a physical barrier, but I think they're also an emotional and a metaphysical barrier. I think like when you have raw sex, there's more of a transfer of energies taking place on a metaphysical level. Like Mm. there's more of an emotional, spiritual transfer taking place. And someone's probably going to DM me like, well, there's no proof of that. (laughs) But bitch, these are belief systems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Based on experience and faith. It's not everyday science. Like sometimes also, sometimes also philosophy, (laughs) you know, that's exactly, yeah. Don't go having raw sex with niggas with dirty fingernails. And that's really the moral of this entire episode. Legitimately. (laughs) Save yourself. Save yourself in 2020. Um, yeah, I think we can end on that. Beloveds, thank you for listening. Oh my to god, this save episode. yourself sound like I was saying to be abstinent or to like not have sex before marriage. No. Save yourself from grubby people with poor oh. hygiene <laughs> <laughs> who don't respect you, who aren't here for your enjoyment, who don't yeah. want to see you not. That's what I meant. Absolutely. Oh my god, <laughs> men who use your body to masturbate, stay away. Stay away from them. <laughs> Those are the worst type. Those are terrorists. Stay away from them. And let's continue this conversation in our Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. We're on every single platform as Bobo and Flex. You can catch the links in the description box below. Tell a friend to listen to this podcast. Share it. We see you tagging us in your Instagram stories and we love it. Thank you for all of the love letters. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.